everyone. Welcome to another episode of Lessons Learned Podcast, the dumbest thing I've ever done with money. My name is Suzanne, and I'm the head coach at Grace Financial Coaching. Hey, everybody. It's time for another episode of Lessons Learned, the dumbest thing I've ever done with money. I am so excited to have my dear friend and colleague, Laura Penman, on today. And let me tell you a little bit about Laura. She is the owner of Stomping Good Financial Coaching. She assists motivated people fine-tuning their behaviors around money so that they can take control of their finances versus their finances controlling them. Laura is also a tax professional. Uh, I love having her as a resource. And additionally, she cares for adults with disabilities. I don't know where she finds the time. Last but not least, she is Mima to three amazing grandbabies who I love to hear about. Laura, it's so good to have you on today. Hi, Suzanne. Thank you for having me. Yes. And Laura and I get to see each other in person in Nashville in just a few days. We have our Dave Ramsey coaching conference. Yes, it's very exciting. Can't wait. Yes, definitely. So Laura, tell me first about your coaching business and how you help people. So I help people, again, get in control of their money, get in control of their behaviors and mindsets so that they can win with their money and life down the road. Definitely. What are uh, what are some of the most exciting things you've done with your clients in the past? Have they paid off anything big, saved for a house, stopped spending on Amazon? <laughs> I do have a client that I told to delete the Amazon app off of their phone. Um, I have another client that has paid off their house this year. Um, somebody else who has become debt free this year and is looking at paying off the house. Um, yeah, we have all kinds of fun things. We do fun little adventures and challenges throughout the months and it's good stuff. That's awesome. I know your clients are very, very lucky to have you. Uh, so before Laura and I became these fantastic financial coaches, (laughs) we both screwed up some stuff with our money. So Laura, please tell me what is the dumbest thing you've ever done with money? So one of And I say one because there's this long list, right? Um, One of the biggest ones that I did was I was in the middle of getting out of um, a marriage. So I was in the middle of getting divorced and wasn't able to buy the house that we were living in. But honestly, even if I would have been able to buy that house, it still would have gone the same route. Um, I ended up, it was 2006 and looking for a mortgage because I was dead set that there's no way I was going to pay rent if I could pay a mortgage for cheaper than what I could pay rent, but I didn't calculate in repairs and PMI and like all this other stuff, right? So here I am getting a mortgage. I'm fresh out of college with my teaching degree, have a teaching contract that ends at the end of the school year and I don't have anything for the following year on the last day of that contract I signed for my house okay but I couldn't qualify with just one mortgage so I did two mortgages so a first and a second and both of them were balloon arms oh okay so (laughs) here we are 2008 
they're ready to balloon. Yes. And go in the middle so of all that. Yeah, let's pause for a second and just make sure oh. our audience knows what balloon arms are. So the balloon part is when you have a mortgage payment that's going to have one big balloon payment towards the end. And then the arm stands for, you want to you wanna fill that in for us? Adjustable rate mortgage. So right. So at any given moment, the interest rate can, and usually it's not going down, right? Especially leading up to 2008, it wasn't. No, they went from eight and six percent to fifteen and twelve and a half percent interest rates. Oh. In a matter of, and when I signed for it, I was just like, I've got to get out. I've got to get a house. I have three kids. I'm becoming a single mom. I'm just signing it. I know it's the last day of my contract, but I'm not telling you. Okay. And I, I signed it. And then here we are a couple of years later, I get the notification that says, oh yeah, in two months, this is what your mortgage rate is going or mortgage payment is going to be. Right. Oh. So now I'm scrambling to refinance both of those, not just not just the second, because typically the first one is kind of set. And then if people get a second one, that's the one that goes outrageous. Mm -hmm. Both of mine were. And so in two months, luckily, I had gotten a full time teaching job at that point and I was secure and everything else. And I was able to refinance it. But it was by the hair of my chinny chin chin, right? Right, <laughs> right by the last, the very last second. Oh my gosh, mm -hmm. that must have been mm -hmm. really stressful. So I want to take a second and go back to what you said about um, being a single mom and being in this situation where you were newly divorced because you and I see a lot mm -hmm. of these people, uh, a lot of these women getting out of marriages um, and not necessarily. I think the only reason we probably see more of the women is because more of the women are reaching out for help at this point. Uh, they probably realize they need a little assistance in this area. But tell me a little bit about emotionally what that was like, leaving a marriage, having to get a new house, becoming a single mom. Uh, let's go into that a little bit because I think that's really meaningful. So this was not my first go around as a single parent. So this was leaving my second marriage um, I've been a single mom for more than half of my kids' lives. Okay. Across the board. Um, so you have that added stress anyway, because as a single parent, you have, I have to pay all of the bills. I have to do all of the discipline. I have to give all of the love. I have to give, da, 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 right. The list just goes on. Um, so you have that extra, um, stress, or I love Dr. Deloney's um, phrases of you have that backpack with those cinder blocks. And each one of those categories of you need to is a cinder block that we carry as single parents. And we're just hunched over and, oh, yeah. and ready to go. And so now we're adding another cinder block of I have to get a house. I have to get someplace that I can raise these kids on my own. I have to you know, it is stressful. Um, and that's one of the reasons I love working with single moms. And I say single moms because the same way as you say moms reach out more. I think guys have that um, manly macho, and, and I do air quotes because that's what it, society says, 
you're a man, you can't, you shouldn't have to reach out for help. You shouldn't have to, but men are in that situation too. I have actually helped a single dad, but again, it's one dad versus how many moms that have reached out. Sure. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. It's uh, I get a lot of single guys as well too, um, as well as the single moms, the single parents, but it's uh, it's definitely a, um, a different level of emotion uh, and a different level of guilt and shame. You know, we see a lot of our clients <laughs> yeah. carrying that around their money and they don't necessarily need to be single parents or parents at all. You know, there's just a lot of guilt and shame. Um, so let's go back to your the two balloon arm mortgages. We got ourselves out of it a little bit, but let's go back to when we had gotten ourselves in it in the first place. Knowing what you know now, going back into that situation, what do you think you would have done differently, both financially and maybe emotionally? Um, honestly, I, I'm one of those people like, could I have changed that and not been as stressed? Probably. Mm. Um, I was really blessed that I was able to get um, the 50% of the equity of the old house to put towards this house, but it was afterwards. So I was able, and instead of putting it, and, and this is kind of hindsight, right? Instead of putting it on the equity, I put it towards monthly payments. Oh, okay. So I typically don't tell people to do that, but that was how I could survive for that six months or so, right? Right. Um, a little over six months. And then oddly enough, and again, not many people have this possibility or this blessing, but then my grandparent passed and left money and I took that money and did that again. So gotcha. really and truly those blessings were um, a chip of the cinder block, right? Um, I typically tell people now, like, you don't have to have a house, especially in the housing market right now. Oh, it gosh. is crazy, like beyond crazy. So go get that apartment. Even though it might be a little bit more than that mortgage payment that you're paying, you don't have the repairs. You don't have um, the upkeep, the yard work. The I mean, you, that list is just as long. Um, and you hear Dave Ramsey talk about all the time of, you know, Murphy and his cousins are moving in the downstairs bedroom in the basement and they're going to pop up and come upstairs and eat all your food and break all your stuff. Right. I added that one. <laughs> and it, it's just a matter of it, if I would have known back then to budget for all of this other stuff that's going to come about with owning a house. I probably would not have done that. I probably would have gone back and gotten that apartment and just dealt with it. Um, but patience, patience is huge. If I would have patience in some of my spending and even now, <laughs> um, I probably wouldn't have been in the hole as much as I was. 
That's really interesting. So I, I wasn't expecting you to say you would have gone back and gotten the apartment. I was expecting you to say I would have gotten a conventional mortgage. I would have maybe bought a smaller house, but to just completely flip what you did on its head and say, I wouldn't even have gone the house route is so telling. Um, yeah. You know, Dave always says, Dave Ramsey always says, Murphy's going to move into your spare bedroom. And, and let me tell you something, Dave used to have this thing where he always talked about, um, the water pumps on cars. I think the new analogy needs to be the hot water heater in houses because like the last three clients I had who got a house, it's been the water heater immediately. <laughs> and a couple of them, it's flooded. A few of them, it just died and it wasn't heating anymore, but a few of them, it flooded and caused significant damage. So there's like an epidemic of house water heaters over <laughs> dying right now. <laughs> and that's not something you can live without, right? I mean, you can live without it for a few days, well, but it's not something you're living out without, you know, <laughs> Laura's in Utah, by the way, everybody. So you're definitely not living without water out there. And in the winter, you know, where I'm in Southeast, it's cold. You're not living without hot water. So it's something that is not, cold. I can get it done later. This is something that needs to be done now. So just having that emergency fund for the house repairs is something that you need to have before you get into the housing market game. Absolutely. And you talk about water heaters. Mine went out 24 hours before I went on vacation for Christmas on a road trip um, this year. So again, 15 years later, the water heater's going. So again, a blessing. It lasted that long. Right, right. Which is unheard of years, water really heaters good. anymore. Yeah, absolutely. But it always goes at an inopportune time, time, right? Oh yeah, it was leaking on my floor. And so it was, well, I'm leaving in 24 hours. So I'm just shutting my water off and dealing with it when I come back. But I had that emergency fund to deal with it when I came back. I didn't have that emergency fund until um, probably about five, mm, no, that's about six years ago, give mm. or take. Um, no. Cause it took me six and a half years to get out of debt, which was like 67 plus thousand dollars wow. worth of debt as a single parent on a teacher salary. Plus I cash flowed um, about $25,000 worth in six and a half years. And then that's been a couple of years now that I've been out of debt. That's amazing. So um, yeah, it's crazy. But again, if I would have had the emergency fund back then, it wouldn't have been so bad when, a swamp cooler went out, the AC went out in the middle of summer when it's a hundred and some odd degrees, right? Um, the hole in the roof of the house that I had to repair in New Year's Eve, so oh. rest of the year in the middle of winter. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the Murphy list can go on. <laughs> yeah. And having that emergency fund is huge. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think the best way to wrap this up, and Laura, you tell me if I'm right or wrong, your kids would have survived and grown up just fine in an apartment for a few years, right? You didn't love them any less if you had put them in an apartment. It, it's, not a trans, it's not a translation of how much you love your kids to put yourself into debt. What would you say to that? I would agree. Because you have house debt, you have vacation debt, you have um, all of that debt that as a single parent, I was, I have to give my child this, right? This makes me a, not necessarily a better parent, because that's not what it's about. But they need to have this. Your list of needs are like this versus 
your wants, right? Let me get that list back over here, right? Needs, wants. And going back, you're talking about um, what we would have changed. I probably would have looked into those needs and wants a little bit sooner. Definitely. Definitely. I love it. Laura, thank you for being so vulnerable with us today. I did not know that's where we were going to go with this conversation, but I think this is going to be a real inspiration to single parents and single moms out there. So thank you so much. Everybody can, uh, if you missed part of our conversation, check out the replay on the Grace Financial Coaching YouTube channel. And as always, join me next week for another episode of Lessons Learned, the dumbest thing I've ever done with money. Thanks again to our guests for their honesty and for sharing their financial blunders with us. Join me again next week for another episode of Lessons Learned Podcast, the dumbest thing I've ever done with money. Make sure to subscribe to the Grace Financial Coaching YouTube channel and please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts.